This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstroll.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. They got everything from comic books to signed sports memorabilia, signed wrestling memorabilia, anything you need or want. They got it. They update daily and they ship worldwide. So please visit them at firstroll.ca. If you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Galaga, Metal Gear Solid, World of Warcraft, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, visit LegacySubs.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aid to muscle building, anything that makes you feel great, it's not only for your athletes out there, it's for everyday blue-collar, white-collar people. It's Like I said, it's amazing, it's great stuff. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition. Visit them at LegacySubs.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's advice. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link, it takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from t-shirts to hoodies to travel mugs, phone cases, anything you need or want, it is literally there. But the most important thing, the freest thing, the best thing you should be doing each and every week, if you haven't already, is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest is an author, podcaster, sports journalist, and award-winning independent creator. You can catch him on FanDuel, Basketball News, Latino Rebels, Five Reason Sports, Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, just to name a few. The Puerto Rican sensation, and my long-lost cousin, of course, Brian Fonseca. Pardon me, because I just got done eating something. Hell of an intro. <laughs> All I'm going to say also is that every time I come on, there's like new outlets. There's like different outlets that, that follow my name or whatever the case may be. So yep. you have to say like, oh, now he's here. Now he's here doing this shit. I promise people I'm easy to work with. It's just the game. 
It's the media industry, you know what I mean? Full-time freelancing, like, this is what it is at the moment. For now, at least, you know, I'm hoping to get some shit together um, before the end of the year. But everything I'm doing is uh, is cool so far. So thank you for having me back, as always. No, of course. Of course. We said it when the NBA season was going to wrap up. We were going to go look back at our predictions and talk about the finals and so forth and so on. But hold on. Before we get even to any of that shit, out of all those titles I named, like you said, author, journalist, all that stuff, in a perfect world, if you could only be called one, what would it be? Shit. Um, content creator is not good enough anymore. Okay. Um, because it's like everyone, like people with fucking TikTok accounts. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? Sure. So I just don't know. I just, you know, media mercenary. <laughs> like that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sounds like something in the war, like you're walking around like with the old school radio or something. I like media mercenary. I like uh, digital content creators. Fine. I usually sort of default to like, I mean, it depends on who I'm talking to and what sure. the purpose is. And here it's just multi-purpose. We do whatever the fuck we want. So it's whatever. If I'm talking to somebody specific for, like if I was talking to uh, an agent, right, sure. to, to represent me or whatever, I would say I'm an honor, talent, writer, and digital content creator. If I was talking to somebody specifically in the basketball space, I would just mm. say I'm an honor talent or I'm just a basketball content creator and writer, whatever the case may be. If I'm gotcha. talking to author, then whatever. So it just changes based on the conversation I'm having. So you're a fucking chameleon then. <laughs> <laughs> media mercenary works, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. winning creative and media mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have a YouTube show I didn't even mention called The Goods. What's this all about? This is something new? basketballnews.com yeah okay. on their youtube feed we're actually about to drop our fifth episode um so it's bi-weekly it's just a thing i've been doing where we sort of center on one big subject or, or yeah like one larger theme or whatever like we've done um why there should be all nba but in the playoffs and then the nba came out with conference finals mvp playoff award interestingly like immediately after i was like huh that's huh you know, I don't know if we, we impacted that. Um, we just did one on um, best NBA uh, finals performances in a loss throughout the course of a series. Um, and the latest one, by the time this is up, um, the, by the time this pod is up, this episode will be up on best undrafted players in NBA history. Oh, that's a good Because list. the NBA draft... Uh, you know, is is right around the corner. Yeah. By the time you're hearing this draft, might have already happened. And yeah, we want to look back at. You know, I'm not gonna spoil it, but obviously names like Ben Wallace will be there. And you know, uh, Toronto Raptor Fred Van Vliet is oh, somebody who you. is mentioned up there as well. I That's love good. Fred Van Vliet, so. Yeah. No, I know you're a huge fan. And again, congratulations! You won our fucking fantasy basketball season. That's true. Well, again, with an asterisk because of all the injuries. Who knows what could have happened? <laughs> Look, I was 8-0 before the injuries. And then I had uh, COVID for three. Not me, but my team had COVID for three weeks. Right. And injuries and shit. So we lost three straight. And then after that, I was flying again. So we, we overcame. And then I ended up winning the whole thing. Two of the players still owe me money, by the way. So I'm still... Fuck off! <laughs> oh, come on. If they're listening, pay up, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. Like, I just... You know what I mean? It's like, come on. I think they forgot. I, I haven't and as somebody who was about to move in October uh, somewhere else in New York City ran out here ain't cheap I need my fucking money so we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get that straight 
and the thing that pissed me off about yes, the injuries fucked me up. But I think I was either third or I think I think I ended up finishing third in the regular season. But then I went into playoffs and I got upset in the first round. And I was like, what the fuck? Here I'm projected to go at least semis, almost finals, and I'm out first round. Now I got to sit here. I don't give a fuck about the consolation prize. I ended up winning the, the rest of the game. So I technically only lost one game in the playoffs. So I could have gone all the way to the finals if you think about it. So that really pissed me off. I want to do I want to do one of these where it's like not season long, but I want to do like maybe for like a big UFC fight. Have like a UFC pool or whatever, we can get people together. This is something that the, this podcast could actually like sponsor and put together. Like, sure. <laughs> we could get together, like you know, for some sort of pool, whatever the case may be, or SummerSlam, something like that. It would have to depend on what the wrestling event is. And unfortunately, uh, one of the one of the places that I uh, cover this stuff at uh, does not have wrestling because their main competitor does, uh-huh. and. Uh, you know, it makes it a little bit tricky to talk about wrestling from a betting perspective. But, sure. like, you know, we could, we don't have to work this out here. It's going to be an <laughs> conversation. <laughs> exactly. Or even, like, because back in the day when I used to be, it wasn't called fantasy. It used to be called pools. And it would be yeah. season-long stats. Whoever finishes with the most points at the end, no one-on-ones. It's your team goals. Whoever has the best players ends up winning. This that's format... How I, that's, how, that's how it was when I started playing also. Okay, but, but this format is like... This is all like luck now based. And everyone knows I have no fucking luck. So I'm never going to win any of these fucking <laughs> fantasy leagues. <laughs> yeah, like when, when I started Fuck. playing... I, 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 I don't want to like show my age too much because I don't want to like, you know... Don't worry, you're 22. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't. 22 is not great. I'll take I'll take 25 though. But no, I'm right. 28. So there you go. When oh, I started, wow, big when, diff. when I started playing fantasy sports, I'm born in '94. When I started okay. playing fantasy sports, I was basically in high school. So like 2008, 2009. I'm sure. pretty sure that's legal. Actually, no, I started even a little before. Oh, seven, oh eight. Me and my brother, uh, my older brother, like. We had a fantasy basketball team or whatever. And that's how it was. It was just rotisserie, just straight stats. Right. You no, know, it was like the Premier League. It was like no playoffs. Exactly. Like whoever has the best stats at the end of the year. I remember one league we finished second, the other one we finished seventh. And then after that, shortly thereafter, I had my own team. He had his own team. We were playing fantasy football. We won a league. And then, yeah. But in the beginning, that's how it was. And it's funny. I hadn't thought of it until you said it now. Like, I don't remember playoffs being a big thing until, like, maybe 2011, 12, 13 or something like that. Like, oh, early so 2010. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't – mainly for football. For basketball, I don't remember. Like, football, I feel like there were always playoffs. Sure. Basketball, I'm not sure was always the case. You know? I mean, there are leagues where, like, you can still, like, find that shit. But then – Okay. You know, it's it's just tough. I, I I do like the way we had it, though. I shortened the regular season because I was like, more teams can make the playoffs because this COVID is difficult. We'll see what happens next year. But I want to do more stuff centered around, like, UFC and boxing betting for sure. How about hockey? Because you used to cover hockey back in the day. That's huge up here. That's, like, the number one fantasy is – well, football, too, is pretty close, oddly enough. I wish but... I covered hockey. I didn't – I never co- – I never got to cover – hockey is one of the only sports I never got oh, to cover. Oh, I thought you did end up covering hockey. No, I wish, because uh, it looks fun. But <laughs> but uh, I was locked into the playoffs, uh, the Rangers run. I, I'm going to be watching the Stanley Cup, okay. first of all. But I was locked into the Rangers run, because well, if, as a New Yorker. Of course. The Rangers, like, become... When the Rangers are good, they become, like, my team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course. You're one of those. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, just, I just... Yo, bro, I just don't have the bandwidth for all this shit. It's like, there's fucking... There's the NBA. There's I know what baseball, you mean. Baseball. 
there's fucking there's, baseball. There's that's right. I don't even think of baseball. Yeah. Like I know the Jays have an awesome team this year. I don't even give yeah. two flying fucks about it. Like that's so <laughs> that's in my back of my mind. And then and then it's like I gotta keep track of all boxing, MMA, yeah. wrestling, all these different shows. And then there's mad wrestling promotions. Bellator is doing good shit. There's all these. Well, boxing is mad segregated because they have your top ranked fighters, your matchroom fighters, uh, your PBC guys, and all this shit. And then I want to lock into the WNBA when it starts, and I don't have time to do that until the NBA ends. And then it's like, oh, wait, Atlanta new season just dropped. Oh, David Simon has a new series? That's crazy. Like, And now it's like, I got to, come on, man. So and then I'm, throw in video games, you're all fucked up. And, right, right and, and on top of that, video games. And on top of that, video games. Like I need to get, I need to get it popping with like my franchise mode and shit. Oh, um, you know, and and honestly, this is this is probably discussing this great for this show. Like, I've really, I've been playing older shit lately because okay. I'm like, man, older video games just have like maybe we're getting older, but they just oh, have I'm more I'm like 43, soul to friend. it. They just have more soul to the shit. Like I, 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 I miss when games were about stories and characters and gameplay, not about graphics and microtransactions. So oh. I've been, I've, I've been dusting off some old shit lately, um, and I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna replay one of the Splinter Cells very soon because that's my favorite video game franchise of all time. Yeah, you're huge into Splinter Cell, and yeah, the the the, the remake is coming out, and they're actually making it oh. in, in Ubisoft Toronto. Oh, there so. you go. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's that. a huge studio. Like everything well, it, they put out, it's not coming. It's not coming out, but in a because they just started making it like this year, so it'll probably sure. be like two, three years. But look, I'm pre-ordering. I would pre-order that now if it was available. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. There's, it is. There's so much stuff to consume, and it's hard to be like master of all trades nowadays. And it's totally understandable how yeah. people just pick like one or two lanes and go with that because. Uh, like I, I like I'm in the same boat as you. Like, look, I talk MMA, I talk wrestling, video games. Then I have comedians on, and then I review shit every once in a while. And it's like, holy fuck, maybe I should just stick to. But then, but that's not the only thing I like. Like, I like to have com- like how that's we're having thing. this conversation where it doesn't have to be basketball eccentric. Like, you know what I mean? It could branch that's off. That's the fight. That's the fight. Because for me, it's like one in order to stay around as as a media mercenary content creator, as we established, whatever. Uh, but for me, a large part of why I've stuck around and I feel like I've done well is because of my versatility. For me, it's worked. For some other people, sticking to one thing works. Sure. I generally think it's better to do more than one thing. But you know, there's gifts and curses. Gifts and curses with each side. I would say if you're only if you're only going to stick to one thing, then you better put fucking full force yeah. into that one thing. Otherwise, you know, you better be a fucking master out, of that not, shit. Right, you're not gonna have much of a, uh, a backup option, you know, especially when a lot of people want to talk about basketball and NFL, football, and the same things that you want to talk about. So yeah. for me, it's like it's also that it's like I have all these interests and I want to talk about all these different things. So that's that's part of the game, right? But you know, at the same time, yeah, it could be a lot for a generalist. But this is why this is why I eventually like I I think that I'm gonna end up having some sort of show, kind of like what I do. Uh, with the podcast now with Dex ain't hard sell podcast, but yep. in a different sort of way where it's like, and I've never said this on the show before. It's funny. Oh. Um, where it's like, I have the show and then it's like, all right, we're going to talk about all these different subjects. So I can bring on an MMA person to do this boxing person to do this. And then we go back and forth on all these different things. Right. So I feel like, uh, or, or baseball or whatever the case may be. So 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. You know what? It must be a Fonseca thing because that's what I said from the beginning when I started this. I'm like, if I ever make enough money where I could have a staff, it would be the exact same thing. I sort of do it now. Like, I do it with you with sports. I have a guy who comes in every few months to do a video games. And same thing with wrestling. But to have, like, in a sort of, like, in-studio and people going back and forth banter, that's, yeah, that's the fucking dream, right? That's the goal, yeah. That's the goal. Like, I would, I would have, like, a, a, a sort of... Uh, a set, like I don't know. Like my favorite show ever is Dan Levitard's. I listen every day, pretty much, and I love what they created over there. Where it's like it's called the Levitard Show, but if you listen to the show, it's clearly not just about him sure. and his sensibilities. Because the producers are getting a lot of shine. They have their own segments, the guests that they rotate in and out, etc. It's like if they've created like a little community, um, and it's like eventually, yeah, like that's probably the place that you would want to get to, where it's like you're covering. A little bit of everything. You have producers to bounce off of. You have experts right. you can bring in for this certain thing, and it's like yeah, but, and, and it's and it's your and it's your baby. It's your show, but you get to share it with all these different people, and then you have a community of fans who are diehards, etc. Like so, yep. you know, yeah. If I if we're if we're doing like a fucking therapy session here, like yeah, <laughs> five ten years down the line, that's something that I would like to have, preferably a lot sooner because life is short. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, I hear you. Well, speaking of future, let's rewind a bit and go to the past. I pulled up our final four predictions from when we talked back in December. Let's see how close we are, my friend. Do you even, you don't even remember what your predictions were, do you? Because I, I didn't. Prob- if, if, I, if I had, to, I don't remember, if I had to guess, I got one, I definitely got the Miami Heat in my final four. Yes, that's one of them. Yeah. You had you had the Bucks against the Heat on on the East. The Bucks against the Heat. Okay, good. I did not pick. Well, see, that could have happened if, if fucking Middleton stayed healthy and the Bucks beat the Celtics. So I was very clo- very close on that. Um, in the West, I I, I I'm, I'm scared of what I did. Did I at least have Phoenix? Because I know I didn't have Golden State. No. So okay. Wait. So wait. So I didn't fuck. have. What the fuck did I do? I probably... Man. I'm sure I had the... I, did I just... was? I, I probably had the Lakers. Nope. Right? Nope. No? You had the I other LA Lakers. team, my friend. You predicted... You predicted Kawhi was going to come back. And they oh, were going to make conspiracy. a run. Oh, conspiracy theorist. See, because I didn't uh, like the Western Conference this year. That's why. But... And I was nervous about... what. And with Golden State, I was nervous about Clay coming back. And like, what's he going to sure. look like? And I didn't expect Jordan Poole to be a most player candidate. So, <laughs> there's that. But you did. You predicted the champs. You predicted the Warriors versus the Clippers on that side. I predicted the Warriors. <laughs> Look at that. Without even realizing, eh? Not bad. You know what? Not bad. I was very close with the Bucks. Um, I was not close at all with the Clippers because, well, my caveat was Kawhi. And Kawhi sure. ended, up, ended up actually sitting out the whole year, which... I don't know if you've seen some of the odds open up for NBA champions for next year, but the Clippers are one of the favorites to win the title sure, next yeah. year. And I'm like, yo, can we slow the fuck down? Miami Miami was like plus 1,400, and they were like seventh best odds. And I was like, oh, that's not too bad. They're going to make a move, bro. Like, I don't know why they're that far. I, I don't do futures bets like that far into the future. It's too hard because anything could happen, man. Fuck. Right. But I'm like, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at that plus 1,400 for Miami, and I'm like, I could put $5 on this. See? You know what I mean? Like something like that. Win 70. What, is, what was your final four? Okay, so on the East, I was the same with you. I went with the Heat. But I had I had faith in them. I had the Nets. Okay, good. I did not have them. I just, just did not. So we I were just, completely wrong on that side. I was disrespectful toward them all year, and they earned it. 
But then on the West, I actually went with Phoenix, so I had the Suns, and then my out of my ass pick was Dallas, which almost happened. Oh, yo, but here's the thing. Before the season started, on my podcast, I was like, yo, I think Dallas is one of these teams that could like make a run to like the conference finals or something like that. Right. Granted, they had Porzingis, and I'm not a Porzingis believer at all. Sure. But I was somebody who was like, maybe they can figure it out and make it work or whatever. And they did by trading him. <laughs> but they right. ended up getting to the Western Conference Finals. So I think Dallas is going to be dangerous next year. So let's get right to it. Let's get to the finals. Fuck everything else. I didn't watch anything because the Raptors got fucking flushed out in the first round. But they made it interesting. They came back two more games. And we actually had a little bit of hope. Like after the, okay, well, the vibe here in Toronto was once they were up 3 nothing, everyone's like, ah, that's it. Game over. Fuck yeah. off. Then they win the next game. Then it's like, okay, whatever. Then they win another game. And it's like, shit. You know what? Then all of a sudden, we start seeing the stats. No team has ever gotten, come back. And we're like, Toronto could be the first team to do it. And then we went on that bandwagon. And then that's it. It got all shut down. And that's it. Then I was sour. I didn't watch anything. And then I watched a few highlights from the finals. But that's why I have you here to talk more about that. So I'm more of like the stats guy and what I've heard through the grapevine and scene. So what did you think of the final as a whole? Uh, entertainment value wise i mean yeah i mean i don't know how memorable it's gonna be in like the annals and shit like that like when i look back on it 50 years from now whatever the case may be but like you know but it was was, i thought it was a really good finals legitimately i just i just think that like it's gonna be interesting to see what people do with steph curry now just in terms of like how they talk about him and things of that nature because it was weird like yesterday just processing like Steph Curry and LeBron James both have four championships each. And that's just, I'm saying out loud, it's just, wow, like that's crazy. Um, but in but what I terms? Because I'm, I'm taking it as you never thought Curry was on LeBron's level. Is that what you're pretty much saying? I still don't from oh, an all-time shit. standpoint. Okay. Right? Like, okay, I, okay. Like, but, that's fair. But that's to say, like, if you're doing like the all-time ranking thing, I don't know where Curry would be, but somewhere between 11 and 25 makes more sense. Whereas LeBron... No, come on. Like, you got to put him in at least top 10 because he is the best shooter of all time. You got to give him that at least. Maybe, but like he's... But LeBron's top two well, or three. Obviously. Like. He's either one or two. It's either him or Jordan. Well, yeah. And Kobe, I guess. Those three. That's the argument, right? Oh, Kobe's not that high up for me. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. That's hey, it. That's fair. I haven't made... I have never actually sat and made a top 10 list, but... But in terms of, like, the Curry legacy thing, like, it's so yeah. interesting because, like, and this title, this year, this season in general, I just felt like it was very wide open going into it. I thought that there were, like, 10 teams who could compete for a championship. Sure. And I think even at the start of the playoffs, I was looking around and I was like, all right, Milwaukee has a case, Boston has a case, Miami has a case. Some people think Brooklyn has a case. I don't, but sure, we can <laughs> give it to them. Um, if certain things break right for Philly, I didn't believe in them either, but they oh, had sure. a case, I guess. Um, you know, and then in the Western Conference, it was like Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis is a little too soon, whatever. So I thought there were, but I thought there were 10 teams who like believed in themselves enough to where it's like, yo, we have a chance to do this. In terms of what I actually believed in terms of teams that had a chance, I thought it was between like five. It was Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, the clear three best teams in the Eastern Conference. Sure. That tier one. The next tier was, would be like Philly. Brooklyn, Chicago, Toronto, in no particular order. Sure. Actually, Makes sense. Of all, of all those teams, Toronto is probably my favorite one. Um, and then in the Western Conference, it was really just between Phoenix and Golden State to me. 
with the with the with the chance where I was like, if Luca goes insane, it could potentially be Dallas, and it, we almost got there, right? Right. Like, <laughs> I know. We close. almost got there, so it was like five and a half teams, but and then to to see Golden State winning it in the end, it's like a team that I thought looked cooked when Draymond Green was out, right? Steph, and Steph I had Curry. him in the fantasy pool, by the way. So I, I, I uh, yeah, that hurt. Yeah, like he 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 did not he he looked awesome defensively. Like people were saying he was going to run away with defensive player of the year. I found sure. that very disrespectful to people like Bam Adebayo, but I thought that he was the front runner when he got hurt. Sure, but then he got hurt, and Golden State looked like even as late in the year as like February March, I was like, they don't look like they're going to like go to the finals or anything True. like that. Steph Curry by Steph Curry standards. He still had a very good regular season, but by Steph Curry standards, not as good from three-point line. Um, look off sometimes. Klay Thompson clearly was trying to get back into his rhythm, and it was challenging. And then yeah. Jordan Poole was a most improved player candidate, which I didn't see coming. But it didn't feel like one of those teams all season long where it's like, yo, they could win it all at the end. Didn't quite feel that way because Phoenix was so dominant. And then we look up in the playoffs and at the end, and they're winning it in Boston. And it's like, wow, like, Golden State actually won a championship. And it was fun because I feel like there's legit parity in the NBA, especially in the Easter Conference. Sure. But there's legit parity in the NBA. And then next year, it's like Jamal Murray's coming back. Michael Porter Jr. is coming back. Kawhi Leonard, we think, <laughs> is coming back. Ben Simmons, <laughs> we think, is coming back. So who, who the fuck knows what's going to happen as we embark on this draft free agency period? It's going to be a lot of fun over the next few weeks. And then by the time we get to the middle of July, it's going to be dead. Yeah, and for me, it's like what I noticed, again, not watching all of the playoffs, is everyone talking about Poole, as you mentioned, and you didn't even mention good old, pretty much Torontonian, Andrew Wiggins. Mm. Like Second in, best player on a championship team. Right? Like Second best player on a championship team. So I guess that not was a good thing. Not, the, not throughout necessarily the whole season because it fluctuated because, you know, Draymond, Poole, Wiggins. Are, sure, but sure. in their playoff run, Andrew Wiggins was the second best player on a championship team in 2022. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but you know what? Wasn't he always tapped? Like, back in when he was a rookie and coming up, he's the next big thing. Oh, my God. He's the next savior. He's the Greek Canadian hope and everything. And he was going to be our greatest player, like our sort of wing Gretzky for basketball. And then whatever happened, happened. And now that looks that was what he was supposed to be. So it, it is in him, obviously. And he found the perfect situation, which... Right. For, for most basketball players, for most people, period, fit matters more than anything else. And he's in the perfect situation where it's like Steve Kerr is like the perfect coach for him. He has the perfect cast of guys around him. And then he also put in the work to do the things he's done, locking up Jason Tatum when it gave six on Jason Tatum's home floor to oh. win the NBA championship. That's the thing that impressed me the most was just the defense or whatever. And you know, for people who remember, like, the whole thing with Minnesota that went down with Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. From what we've heard, the real issue was between mm. Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. Butler liked Wiggins. Oh, shit. Which Draymond Green pointed out during the finals. He's like, yo, Jimmy Butler liked him. And, you know, if Jimmy likes you, then whatever. Like, because Draymond, Jimmy Butler, they're cut from the same cloth, whatever the case may be. Like, um, you know, and... It's like if Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins probably, if if Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins were teammates and Carl Anthony Towns weren't there, you know, maybe there's a world where they're still teammates, who knows. 
but I don't I don't know that for a fact. I'm just like sort of speculating based on what's been reported. But yeah, yeah. yeah Andrew Wiggins. Look, people were saying when he was going to be drafted. If Cleveland had kept him, it's like, yo, can he be the Scottie Pippen to LeBron's Michael Jordan? Could he develop develop into that second star, whatever the case may be? Then he ended up going to Minnesota, and it was a totally different thing. But Minnesota, as we know, culturally, organizationally, they haven't had the best track record. And he goes to Golden State, and it's like, it's it's perfect. He's an all-star this year, which I wasn't sure he should have been. But, you know, who cares? Because he had people contemplating whether or not he had a finals MVP case this year. I don't think I didn't think anyone other than Curry would win it, but look, Andrew Wiggins was the second best player on the championship team. <laughs> right? Who would have thunk it? Like who would have who would have said that shit? During a playoff on a team with Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Right. He was the second best guy in the playoffs. Oh my god. So yeah, so Warriors win obviously four championships in eight years. I guess you could consider that a fantasy uh, fantasy, uh, a dynasty so now the questions begin, and you being in media, well, who has the better dynasty, the Warriors or the Bulls? It's still the Bulls because they had six and eight years, and some people think that if Jordan didn't retire, they could have had eight in eight years. Mm. But in terms of, like, because for me it's like basketball-wise, the closest thing that I've had to a dynasty, let's say from the start of 2000, what has there, there's been the Spurs, that's have true. been the closest thing, right? Like, because yeah, yeah. the Spurs never won back to back titles, but they won five in 14 years. I don't think dynasties have to be quantified in like a certain amount of titles within a certain amount of years, like just on his face. I don't think it needs to be like you need to win four titles in five years or you need to win three yeah, straight yeah. or whatever. Because the Spurs had roughly the same core for most of those titles and the same coach. I think that counts, right? Yeah. I think as long as the core is the same team, then yeah, that's a dynasty. Yeah, and we've seen many ones with the Heat, with LeBron, Wade, Bosch, Eric Spolstra. Four championship opportunities with two titles in four years. That was close. Um, And then Golden State right after that, where they had the first title before Durant. And then they had the uh, three finals trips with Durant. But they had uh, the two titles with Durant. You know, right after right. it, and they had this title, obviously. So, yeah, like it's. I mean, I don't, I don't care if it's a dynasty or not in terms of the term, but to me, it's just like who fucking does that? Like, I did not think these guys would win another one, you know, as presently constructed. True, and they did. You know what I mean? And that, that, and if you're a team that was close, if you're Milwaukee, if you're Miami, if you're maybe Phoenix to a lesser degree because. They got a DeAndre Aiden issue they got to figure out. Mm. But if you're Miami, Milwaukee, if you're one of those teams, Memphis, if you're one of those teams that's right there, then it's like, oh, shit, like, we can do this too. But, you know, you mm. need some things to break break in your favor. Um, and the main thing is you need to be healthy. You need to be deep because Golden State won with depth also. Yep. And um, you, need to, you need to be good on both sides of the ball, Brooklyn. You can't just fucking <laughs> play offense. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, uh, another topic. Uh, you need, I think you even brought it up yourself, Steph or Magic. Oh, because I knew I knew the shows were going to do this, and that's why I'm putting like, you on the spot now. Because <laughs> see, you think you're better than them? Let's see your opinion, my friend. <laughs> I was born when Magic Johnson already had HIV. Oh uh, shit! So, that makes me feel so old. So, <laughs> so like I, 
I and, and when he came back and actually played well yeah. in 95-96, I didn't see that. I was one, two years old. Shit. I didn't even know he came back in 95-96. Oh, my God. Until one day I was playing <laughs> NBA Street Volume 3. Sure. And I had I had known Magic Johnson played from 79 to 91 because I know my history. Okay. YouTube is a lifesaver because that's how I've watched all this Magic Johnson shit. It's probably still the best passer I've ever seen. Fuck. And... And NBA Street said 91 to 90, uh, no, the 79 to 91. And then it said 95 to 96. And I was like, I looked at my brother, like, Magic, Magic Johnson, my brother's older. Yeah, yeah. Magic Johnson played in, in the mid 90s. He's like, yeah, he came back. You know, he was already like, you know, heavier. Yeah. Uh, he looked more like know, Charles Barkley just, back then. Yeah. yeah. And he, <laughs> he was still getting, he was still getting like 15, seven and seven or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. So crazy. Well, again, that's natural <laughs> talent, right? Fuck. You know, and, and, you know, and and like so, and for me, their hearts compare just because they're two totally different players. One of them is the best shooter ever. The other one's probably the best passer ever. Um, you know, and it just stylistically, it's you not even that, like, yeah. like I could compare Steph Curry to like James Harden a little easier because okay. stylistically they're a little closer. And that that's not close. Um. Steph Curry to like Damian Lillard because stylistically they're a little closer. Allen Iverson, but to do it with Magic is just hard. Yeah, but um, that's the thing. Who can you compare Magic to? Like you know, like especially LeBron, on his time in the when he first got drafted, like those first five years or so, no one knew what the fuck to do with him. Like it was all brand new shit. Yeah, and LeBron is like the the the, the athletic version of him. That, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Right, like LeBron's like the athletic That's version true. of him, who's who's also better on defense uh, when he when he tries. <laughs> well, that's true. LeBron could play every position pretty much, except for center, I guess, because of his height. But even then, he'd probably still be a good center. <laughs> no, I I think he'd figure it out. Like him and Magic could play every position, right? Yeah, defense. exactly. You know, so it's like I feel like that's a little bit easier. But I mean, for me, like it's like, and then when you have the best point guard ever conversation, it's like for me, it's tough because it's like, are we talking about actual point guards or guys who play the point guard position? Because I think oh, Steph is. Oh, I like that. I think, yeah, I think I think Steph is like, yes, he's a point guard, but like, he's a different type of point guard, right? You know, than Magic or Chris Paul or even Isaiah to some extent, right? So <clears throat> it's it's just it's. Like comparing history is just so hard. I know it sounds like a cop out, boring answer, but but it's true. But you can't compare it because even okay, and we're going to get into it because I loved watching the series Winning Time on HBO. Like yes. you used to see how much slower the game was back in the day, and it's like if you bring in that style now, these guys are going to get fucking smoked, and vice versa on defense. Look how much rougher and look how much more bumping there was back in the day. Like you, know, you can't really compare the it's. Totally different stylistically. So it, it's not a fair comparison. You're right. Dude, I'll watch. Because I've seen... Because, you know... Uh, watching old basketball on YouTube is the shit. It's one of the fucking greatest fucking things to do with your, like, <laughs> sure. your spare time. Okay. Honestly, it's awesome. Okay, okay. So just highlights, too. You don't even know to watch the full game. Because they, 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 people have gotten so good at just finding the plays that matter, for the most part, um, for some of these old games. <clears throat> I was watching... Blazers pissed up. Uh, Blazers pissed. Blazers Lakers game seven okay. from two thousand. I want to say. It was oh, that's not old. That's new still for me, man. <laughs> old. Lakers I'm talking first. about eighties. <laughs> well, I'm talking about like older, so like twenty whatever years ago. But basically, like yeah. I remember watching that as a kid, and then so it's like watching it now, and it's like wow, like 
there are guys posting up. There's two guys in the post. And I remember basketball being played like this as somebody who played in high school. Like sure. even as somebody who played in high school in, in the late twenty the late two thousands, early twenty tens. Right, right. We weren't playing the style that motherfuckers are playing now. See. Partially because we couldn't, we weren't good. <laughs> but like, you know just stylistically it's like and they, they I'm watching this game and there's like Arvita Sabonis is in the post with Rashid Wallace. One on each block. Wow. And maybe Sabonis See? is popping out to the free throw line. And then it's like Damon Stoudemire, Damon Stoudemire is spotting up and he's like hovering right on the three-point line. Yeah, yeah. And if you pass it, he's not going to dribble back, step back, and shoot a three. He might just catch and shoot with his foot on the line, deep mid-range jumper. Sure. Scotty Pippen is over here. Like, it's so much more cramped. And you watch games with with twenty twenty two eyes, and it's like, dude, why are motherfuckers shooting mid range jumpers right next to the three point line? Right. That's what we were. That's what we were doing. I know. Like even again, even when I was playing, I was like, we were like, for me, I would just, I'm, I'm like, if I'm that far back, I'm taking the three. Right. But a 17, 18 footer, it's like, ah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot this, whatever. Now, it's just a totally different game. It's hard to compare. I think you have to go off again, but it's not really fair too because it's a different ball game, and I think there's a lot more skilled players in the NBA now versus even say 15, 20 years ago. Never mind yeah. the '80s, going back that far. But I go with stats, and if I was alive and I enjoyed it, like so, I can't really because how do you comment on something that you've never watched? That's not really fair either. Like, yeah, you can watch tape, but it wasn't in the moment. I think that takes away from the judgment, you know what I mean? Because like you said, you're watching it with 2022 eyes. You can't go back because you can't relate because you never lived in that era, right? It's something that's easier to do with music than it is with ah, sports, I feel like. That's a good one, yes. Cause music because music stands. Yeah, because, I mean, and look, there's still something like Illmatic is, what is like to me the best <clears throat> hip-hop album ever and one of my favorites. But I was born the year it came out, so I have a different experience with it. Sure. And I, I often do wonder, like, what if I was outside when this album came out? Like, I could remember <clears throat> going, if we're sticking to Nas, going later on and when, like, Godson comes out in 2002, I remember being outside with my brother driving around New York City blasting, made you look out of his car, be eight years old, and right. probably shouldn't have been rapping some of those lyrics at eight <laughs> years old or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, sure. but I remember that. But it, but it, it's, like, harder to do with basketball because you're right. Like, but I don't think that should disqualify uh, people from having the conversation if you put in the work, do your research, know what you're talking about, um, you know, and you could take away smart things from it. Like, because all of us, like, at the same time, it's like, we can't ignore history. Sure. So it's like, we also have to, like, if people want us to respect motherfuckers that we haven't seen, like Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell and Bob Pettit. Uh, and I, we were talking about the thing that I did with undrafted rookies, Connie Hawkins, somebody was mentioned there too. Mm-hmm. Like we have to know about history, right? Sure. So it's like, we still have to have these conversations No, of course. at the same time. So I think the way you just have to do your best and try your best to like understand what's going on, do your research, et cetera. I think that's that's really what it comes down to. But it is it is hard if you weren't there for it, you know? Yeah, no kidding. I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, okay, well, I brought it up. Winning time. 
Love this fucking series to death. Yes. Again, I got into basketball a bit later, maybe in my, I say, early to mid-teens. I was more hockey and football at the beginning, and then basketball sort of crept in, and then the Raptors came to be and all that stuff. So, obviously, became a huge fan afterwards. But a lot of this shit, man, this was a history lesson for me, my friend. Like, we'll get right into it. I love fucking Jerry West. My favorite fucking goddamn character of all time. Made me laugh, made me anxious, made me want to punch him. I loved it. I had no idea that the NBA logo was him. That blew my fucking mind. Jerry West? Yes! I yeah, I knew that. I well, knew obviously that. you know because you are you fucking cover basketball. But I'm saying me as just like a lonely fan from fucking Canada. I want... Uh, it's funny because people were... There was a big thing when Kobe passed. Like people were saying to make Kobe the logo. And I oh, wonder why they... Shit. wonder why they have it. Because like, you know, Jerry West... I mean, it's cool, but like we, you know, we can make a new logo. But to your point about winning time, like I love the series. I thought Quincy Isaiah, man, he was great as Magic Johnson, right? Is, like I would, I like. Uh, I was watching this. I was watching this with my girlfriend actually, and she's big into history, even though she doesn't follow sports as closely as I do. Okay, she's clearly heard of Magic Johnson or whatever. So sure. we'll like watch. We'll do interviews and. And we'll watch the interviews and then we'll look up like we'll pause it real quick look up an old magic interview from around that time to see if he nailed the mannerisms and all that stuff he nailed ah. like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar too the actor yeah. to play him his name is escaping me who apparently this is his first acting gig like oh, real shit. one yeah he did and a great he, job too I thought the acting in it was phenomenal I, I love seeing Wood Harris Spencer Haywood he was playing Spencer Haywood Wood Harris uh, for people who don't know was famously in Friday Night Lights there it's also go. Avon Barksdale in The Wire, one of The Wire's uh, best and most important characters. And he played a great Spencer Haywood. Um, and then you had uh, Norm Nixon's son was Norm Nixon, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, Norm Nixon's son was... No- so evidently, somebody from the Lakers signed off on this. Well, obviously. A lot of people, like, come a lot of people now Magic's coming, came out with his own documentary that's Shut probably going to spin, spin the comfortable truth because that's what athletes do and they want to control their own stories, but nah. I I thought Winning Time was awesome. I love the way it's shot. I want to rewatch yep. it already. I can't wait till the second season comes out. Um, and Me also either. John C. Riley as uh, as a uh, Doctor Bus. Oh man, was... he's probably my second favorite character. <laughs> Him just coming in and just changing it. Not only the Lakers, but the whole NBA, I, like the whole cheerleader thing. Like you know what I mean. And again, another thing I never knew. I never knew the NBA was that down and out and literally almost about to fold back then. Like that's oh, yeah. fucked up, man. That's crazy. Yeah, people, people from that time often say that Magic and Bird saved the NBA. Their rivalry, them being so awesome, um, like it really bounced back in the '80s. Because I would hear stories about like the NBA Finals were on tape delay, which I think was covered in winning time. That's crazy. NBA Finals were on tape delay in like the '70s or whatever, and then Magic and Bird came along, rookies at the same time. Right, that um, you can't write that shit, man. That's I, crazy. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait until like there's a few things I'm waiting for for waiting time, but I can't wait until they get through like deeper into the eighties because, because like that's when the rivalry really, really got going. And then also like the, uh, you know, the, uh, eighties, the fun, 
that happened around that time. Well, so I'm well they hinted that. towards it. You saw the you oh, know, magic. Magic got busy right off the jump. Oh man, he was you know, you know like, impregnating like, chicks. He was having fucking orgies. It was, everything was all good, man. Our girls watching this like no wonder he fucking and then like yeah we just leave it there. Um, well, that's his so, drug. Like you know he didn't drink. He didn't do drugs. He wasn't addicted to anything. But sex was his Achilles tendon, as they say, right? Or Achilles heel. Yeah, I mean, if you had to choose, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I understand, but if you had to choose one of them, but, you know, try to, you got to moderate yourself. You got to moderate yourself as best as you can, people. That's what we're saying. This is PSA. <laughs> um, and the, the, other, the other thing, the other thing I'm looking forward to is, yeah. I, I guess, spoiler alert, if you don't know this, but most people already know You this, can't spoil a real life story. Yeah. Like, it's so, yeah. Like, when Pat Riley eventually becomes the head coach. Yes. I love the way they're setting that up. Oh, I love that, because too. If you don't know as much, you're kind of like... That's me. Is this guy going to take over? Well, you I know, because I, mean? I know who like, Pat Riley is. Like, I'm not that dumb, obviously. Like, right, you know what right. I mean? But you're I'm like, saying, if, like, if, no, everyone no, that came that, into the saying, picture, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. he was involved. He was involved. I was like, holy shit, I had no idea all these if people you, sprouted from here. If you're just somebody who consumes HBO content and you don't know much about, like, the history of basketball, and yeah, you're watching, I thing. feel like you'd be like, huh, this Pat Riley guy, like, does he take over? And then it's like, well, today he's the president of a team that almost went to the NBA Finals this year and just did a couple of years ago. So you could see the beginning of, like, oh, yeah, like, the attitude that sort of got him there yep. and why he's one of the best 15 greatest coaches of all time on the NBA's list, but also one of the best executives in NBA history, too, because he has all those titles with the Lakers. He got very close with the Knicks, and he has those titles with the Miami Heat. And, like, it's gotten very close also. So, like, I, I, I can't wait to see the the, the sort of uh, development of the Pat Riley character in the, in the series. Yeah, and the other thing I want to see, too, is the relationship between Kareem and Magic, too, because it started off like as a big brother. Now it's like almost like father-son relationship, and now he just took the MVP award from like Kareem, and it's like, I had no idea that happened. How How, how is that going to affect the chemistry in his sophomore year? And it's like, oh, fuck, like all these things. It's And the all the bad luck revolved around this season. How they still ended up winning blows my fucking mind and again back then it wasn't really skill in my well yeah it's skill but it was more like heart and grind and whoever wanted it more was going to end up winning the championships back in the day and the other thing is also like the norm nixon piece where it's like i have forgotten because i knew norm nixon was a, a point guard also and i right. knew that that was a thing but i thought that they traded him right away and then when i looked up, oh, I was like, oh okay. shit they were actually teammates for a little while yeah yeah um and there's a year later on 81 or 82 where they were both all-stars so i'm like oh this went on for a bit so i'm wondering how that sort of like not fizzled in a bad way but sure at some point they were probably like look we only need one and we need the other guy who became norm nixon obviously yeah as we all know uh to fill a role somewhere else via trade or let him go in free agency whatever the case may be so little things like that but you know, and look, it's people have issues with it in terms of the dramatization, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but um, it's a form of entertainment. It, like, you can't take it face value, right? But also, it's based on a book that Jeff Perlman wrote, and Jeff Perlman is thorough in all caps. Oh, so, shit. like, okay, okay. It, he's a thorough author who's written, like, award winning stuff and well detailed, well researched, well reported stuff. Sure. Okay. Uh, so, like, I'm 
I'm sure some of it is dramatized because it's TV, but oh, yeah. Jeff Perlman didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, there's there's a reason why Laker fans, and I mean, not Laker fans, the Lakers themselves are trying to, like, deny portions of this, probably because a lot of it's true, because you that's how that happens. And I, I couldn't believe the amount of money Magic lost on that Nike deal if he went forward. $5.2 uh, billion. Dollars. What the flying the time, fuck? I get, I get it. I get it at the time, though, you know? <sighs> I know, but it, it still like, hurts. Like poor guy. Like he loses out on five billion. He got he got bread now. It don't matter. You yeah, but I mean? he doesn't have five point two billion. You think Magic has more no, than that? Nah, nah. Thank nah. you. But he, he's like a part owner of the Dodgers, but like no, he doesn't have five point two billion. So, but what I'm saying is like I could understand where a kid twenty years old or whatever makes that decision, and it's like I know it's it, weird. hindsight it's like, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's like you know, especially at that time, like. And what, he didn't come up in an overly preachy social media era where people were like, hey, you have to invest. You have to always think about long term. You have to, you know, do all this bullshit. And even sometimes that's not even the case, as we've seen with shit like crypto. So, like, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, I, I'm not saying he made the right decision because clearly he didn't. But like, I'm just saying I don't blame him because I don't know how is he supposed to know better. You know, it's true. He still signed a deal and he still got good money. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, you don't know when shit's good. Like, again, going back, I should have bought fucking Apple stock when it first came out. IBM stock, like all this shit. I was alive when it happened. Like, you know what I mean? But how the yeah. fuck do you know? You don't <laughs> like how do you like that's the thing. How do you know? You don't clearly because we have we have uh, a <laughs> NFT craze on Twitter. Jesus Christ. Don't even get me like, started with that shit. We have like all the Tesla shit. And like, it's like, I don't. I don't think I think people are just trying shit because people want to get rich quick because this yes. is well in, in this case in my case this is America uh, and I would also say this is just the world like everybody wants to try the get rich quick scheme and for me it's just like I just I don't know man I just don't want to be part of some pyramid scheme shit where I go down just because of my ignorance in fucking five to ten years I'm good right right <laughs> well speaking of dramatization you know what I was thinking the whole time watching the series too if they did the last dance in this style like the whole Bulls thing in this sort of manner. I was like, that would have been such great storytelling too. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting because like once the last dance happened, I did wonder if magic was going to get one of those. Mm. Evidently he ended up just producing it himself. Sure. Um, Derek Jeter's getting one. Oh, shut up. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to be seven parts or something like that. I just, I don't know if I want seven fucking parts of Derek Jeter, but I'll, pro- I'll watch it as a New Yorker, but I'm a Met fan. So whatever. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Stone Cold Steve Austin one that's been rumored, though. Yeah, but I made mean, by who? By WWE or a third party? <clears throat> that, you know what I mean? Like that, See? That's the I problem. Think it's supposed to be, I think it's ESPN making it. ESPN does have partnership with WWE, whatever, whatever. But, like, look. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, like, <laughs> like Jordan produced The Last Dance or whatever. Like, just, sure. The Last Dance could have gone deeper. Into like the gambling and you know all this shit. It could have gotten deeper. Yeah, of course. But um, you know what we got was more than we, we that we've gotten from Jordan. Period. So it's like, all right, we'll take that. And we don't hear from Jordan, so it's like it's cool. That's I'll true. Take a, I'll take I'll take a similar piece from Stone Cold Steve Austin. But to tie it back to winning time, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. So I'm just going to toss it to you here. <laughs> well, how about this? Speaking of who I want to see, here's a character. As of this recording, breaking fucking news. Vince McMahon. Imagine watching that whole story from, but the truth from everything yeah. he's done from, and you know what? I think we'll only see something like that once he ends up passing because I don't I think you agree. I'm literally it, right? about to say that. 
was literally gonna say like, I hope he has a diary that he leaves like Steph or fucking uh, Shane where they could go through and see every misdealings every little stuff Not it doesn't have to necessarily all be shady stuff but like all this cool experiences of being a billionaire and in the wrestling world like that story needs to be fucking told man come on I, I know I think Netflix is doing something but again I want something real not something like fucking fabric because anything with wrestling wink wink you know could it be a work who fucking knows anymore I really I really hope I really hope we get that too I just don't think it's gonna be while he's alive um it it, it sucks because like he's 77 this summer I think he's gonna turn is he Um, oh I thought he hit his 80s already so he's still in the 70s okay born in 45 okay so this guy oh he's still got another 20 years man come on I'm telling you, watch. Rich people live forever, bro. They, they got the fucking the medicine and all the fucking tonics and shit to last their their whole life and make them older. The fountain of youth, as they call it. <laughs> and then the story that's going out now, like, which I'm still... We're not going to get too deep into it because by the time... Well, not all the this, facts have come out, yeah, because this is, like, literally this morning it broke when we're recording yeah, this. Yeah, so. by the time people Fresh. hear this, it's going to be... All, it might be a whole other thing. Especially because he's going to talk after before this, so it's, like, it's best not to... But, yes, on... If if we made like a top ten of like people who I want to see documentaries on, no, but uh, dramatizations I want. I don't want. I'm I'm done with documentary. I'm <laughs> up to here. Like everyone has one. Like like I love what they did with Biggie. I love what they did with Pog. Even NWA. Like you know all these rappers. Same thing. Like that's what I want. Wu Tang. Another one on Hulu. Like all that shit is it's to me. I could only take so many interviews. Like maybe because I do this on the side. Like you know what I mean. And it's like. Okay, it's like, I don't, like, I don't know. I want dramatization. I want this to be, like, real life type thing. I would like so. You know what? If the Stone Cold thing were dramatized, I would take that. That would work. See, dramatizations would work in wrestling probably better than they would work in other shit. That's true. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. I still want document. I still love documentaries, though. So, uh, well, it, it, it also depends because, like, again, these, these ones where, like, Russell Westbrook is producing his own story and it's like, I just... You like, can't. I, you can't do that, man. This this is why this is why we need journalism, people. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want the truth, then actually start fucking funding independent journalism and newspapers and things of that nature because slashing them, it's like, look at where we've gotten as a, as a fucking planet. You know, we haven't really gotten anywhere because of that. But that's a whole other rant that I'm not going to get into right now. <laughs> 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 oh shit yeah so there yeah there's so many people like not only athletes like i want to see like act like i know they do a lot of actors but i want to see like more like al pacino story like you know what i mean like these classic fucking actors and everything they've actually like imagine arnold's fucking story too like what the fuck this guy's been through from top to bottom like why not <laughs> why you don't, wanna... you, you don't want arnold <laughs> Come on, man! The, the guy, what this guy has done and the way he's lived his life. I want to. I don't know. I don't. I have to think about who. Because if I made a top ten of people, or who I want to see documentaries or dramatizations on, most of them would be sports people or artists in music or whatever. Music's another like, good I, one. Yes, the, that lifestyle's like, nuts. Uh, yeah, like I just saw. Not not just saw. I saw Time Is Illmatic when it came out. That was a Nas one, and he had a really good VH1 back in the day. But I want, like, a real, like, I want, like, a multi-part Nas from top to bottom documentary. Cover everything. Cover the shit with fucking how Illmatic got put together for real. 
the shit with Khalees, the shit with like the Kanye album that sucked because <laughs> of Kanye. Um, Don't worry, you know, you're not offending then, me. I'm not a big Kanye fan. Bouncing well, back, bouncing back with bit. the last couple albums that were really good. Like, I would have to think. I don't know if any actors would make my list, or at least, at least like. Well, speaking yeah, of Kanye, did you watch his on Netflix? That three-part series, I think, that came out? Who? Kanye. <laughs> I guess not. No. no. <laughs> I, I was encouraged in some... You know, like my podcast host, Dexter, he was telling me to watch it. Okay. He's like, yo, how, you know, you, we host a, a fucking sports and hip-hop show together. You should probably right? watch the Kanye doc. And I'm like, ah, I don't care. Well, like, I just don't care. And for, for me, when I'm... When I'm firm on some shit, sure. I'm going to stand on it. And I just don't give a shit. I just don't give a shit to give that dude my time of day. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. So, no. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I was going to say if we could predict stuff for the next NBA season, but way too early. Let's let, you know, the season actually start. I'll have you back yeah, on well, maybe. We could do that in like a couple weeks. <laughs> no, that's even still not fair. No, I'm saying like maybe September, October, do something September, like that October. where either the season's right about to start or it's already yep. started because then you have – you know, a layout of what's going on, who's on what team, because you never know. Could be fucked up trades, three-way deals, signings, all this stuff. The draft, like I said, it's hasn't happened. Happen. So your 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 Raptors have have a very important summer ahead. Woo. Um, I think. Look, I, I think they're going to be pretty good next year. They just need they they so. need depth. People were saying the Raptors should get Rudy Gobert. I'm like, no, because you're going to trade two or three guys to get one guy. You actually need depth. That's why you guys flamed out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you, need, you need fucking to get deeper. That's what you fucking I'll throw this at you before we get into the word story of the week and we wrap this shit up. I, it's because he's beloved here and he's such a great player, but I think they could get so much more value for someone like Siakam right now instead of keeping him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like Siakam. I think so he, do I. But he, I think they, think like he you said. was on my whole NBA third team last year. Um, and Fred Van Vliet was on my all defensive second team, I think, last year. There you go. Um, I like the mix. Excuse me. I like the mix that they have. They probably could get a good amount for Siakam, but I think the way they're going, it's like, I mean, they're they're going to be in an interesting sort of in between phase because Fred VanVleet's still young, Pascal Siakam's still young from a standpoint of like they're in their twenties, but from a veteran standpoint, both of them, I think both of them were in the twenty sixteen draft class. Fred VanVleet, as we mentioned, undrafted. Yeah, but I, I think they were both in that same class, so I think they're both in their late twenties at this point. Scotty Barnes arrived. Scotty Barnes won't work. Nice surprise. He's he he. If he doesn't have a breakout year this season, ooh, I think you know he what will. I mean. I, and it's like at some point you may you bring up an interesting point because at some point you may have to choose. I think you can you can stick with everyone right now for now for now. Season, but they right? do have a choice after you're right. But I do think that it's going to come to the point. It's like all right, if we're going to transition this to build around Scotty, what do we do with Siakam and Fred Van Vliet? I don't think it's something that you have to answer right now. Because um, in your opinion, but, who do you think the team is built around right now? Van Vliet or Siakam? I think it's both of them. I think it's built around Frank, Fred Van Vliet and Siakam. Okay, fair. Like, like the same way with Miami, I feel like it's Jimmy Butler and Van. Okay. And okay, with okay. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, we Kevin Durant and Kyrie before. Sure. Now, I... It's just Kevin Durant, I guess. <laughs> maybe, maybe Ben Simmons if he has enough screws in his back or some sure. shit. I don't know. Um, but with Toronto, it's like I feel like you're in the build where it's it's Fred VanVleet and Siakam because they're they're on the same timeline. But Scotty yeah. Barnes is coming, and the th- and Miami's running into a similar thing. 
just in a different way where it's like Jimmy Butler is at his peak right now and he's going to be here for another year, two years, maybe three years you would hope depending on how healthy he could be. Right. And then it's like, okay, he's going to be uh, this good and bam, right now is arguably the best defensive player in the NBA or at the very least top three, top sure. five. But Tyler Hero, dot, 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 hmm. is where it's like, is he ready to be a top three guy on a championship team? Right. These last playoffs showcase that he is not. So that's where the trade discussions come in. And it's like, are we going to package Tyler Hero and try to get somebody better like a Donovan Mitchell or somebody to solidify that top three? Right. Because Bam can be in the Jimmy build because you're in the Jimmy build. It's not the Bam and Tyler build. It's the Bam and Jimmy build. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to figure that out. So for Toronto, right now, it's Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and Scotty Barnes is coming. But eventually, you're going to have to transition to Scotty Barnes. You don't have to answer which way you're going to go. For yeah, another no. I say they still have a couple years, years before that. He's not even extension eligible for another two years. See, Oh, and, and then and we didn't even mention throwing Ananobi in there, too, which is a big rumor right now the, that he's on the trading block, right? That's the guy who, coincidentally, I actually think Miami should trade for, by the way. Why not? Um, Just take all our Raptors. Fuck. <laughs> I think Miami needs somebody like OG Ananubi to, to play to play the four, a small ball four beside uh, 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 Bam Adebayo, who's like strong though, like he can sure. guard multiple positions, etc. But um, yeah, I think I think that would be interesting. But yeah, OG Ananubi. What's going to happen with Gary Trent Jr. And yeah, another one, yeah. You guys have picks. Uh, Precious Chua, I don't know if he's in your long-term plans, but he's there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, Scotty Barnes was in the 2021 draft. And basically, you have 2025 is when his extension, when, when he gets it in 2024, presumably, will kick in. Right. So he won't make big money until 2025, 2026 season. So that's why they have time to figure that out. Because by then, you want to figure it out. Because by then, right. Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, their contracts will be just about done, if not done. I have to look at it, but it's out there. And they'll both be like 30, 31 years old. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So by then, the decision may have already been made. So I think sure. you're good for right now. You could just see how it goes. But you're like two years away from probably having to make that decision. And being an actual for- contender, too. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, they're playoff bound. But it's like, yeah, okay. Unless fucking everyone slips on banana peel, they're not going to go too yeah. far, right? But for now, just you got to just for now, you can build around those guys yeah. and figuring out how to make it work and whatever. And, Really, like, really get a backup point guard so that Fred Van Vliet can be healthy. That's what's hurting us right now, too. You're right. Because Malachi Flynn, I don't think, no. is, is probably going to be that dude. And then... Go, and you, and you know what? To... I can't stand him in fucking NBA 2K. The guy fucking sucks. Yeah, and it was supposed to be Goran Dragic, but... Oh, know, well, that, we all know what that, happened there, yeah. 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 What can you do? All right, ready for the word story, my friend? Let's go. Okay, have you been into the Johnny Depp Amber Heard court trial hearing? Apparently, because these guys Americans have been fucking eating that shit up, man. Yeah, I. This will shock you. I have not. Okay, me neither. So good. No, I, I just wanted sar- to know. I was being sarcastic, but like, no, I, I do not give a shit about Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Okay, me neither. But this week's story actually involves a court, so that's why I was just bringing it up just for a talking point. But yeah, I'm the same way. I don't give two flying fucks. Whatever happened, happened. They're rich people. Rich people problems. Good for you. Fuck off. So. This week's story, like I said, comes from a courthouse, but from Albany, so sort of your neck of the woods, where a trial was taking place when four people just broke out into a fucking fistfight. 
So that's not the weird part. But what's weird is, oddly enough, it was an arraignment for an arrest from the state capitol incident, obviously, that everyone knows about, right? So, an, so a fistfight broke out from being charged for having a fistfight, <laughs> so whatever. That's weird, too. But someone in the courtroom started filming it. Like, I guess, world star, right? You know, you put it up, right? Be cool, get the hits. Yeah. And uh, an official told them to stop recording. Again, that's not the weird part. Here's where it becomes weird. Minutes after that, hundreds, yes, hundreds of cockroaches were released into the courtroom. What the fuck? No, no one knows where these cockroaches came from. But from thinking of it. No one was charged. Like they, I think they, f- they tried to charge someone, but nothing held or whatever. So it obviously, had to be a multi-person job. They found like the canisters outside the courtroom and everything. Like, is this like a new fad or something? Like, is this going to be the new fucking tie challenge or something that people are going to be doing? Because <laughs> if someone was recording, and my thoughts is, I don't think that person was recording the fight. I think it just so happened to be a fight, and. That person was getting ready for the cockroaches to come in and film that and maybe put it up on YouTube or something. I don't know. No. I Look, <clears throat> those motherfuckers and in New York, just, you know, mice. Well, don't worry. Same thing in Toronto. We have it here, too. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's anyone, anyone that has subways. Like, our subways are littered with fucking rats and oh, mice. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, ugh. the worst fucking thing about New York, honestly. Oh. I love this city. But goddamn, like that's my least favorite thing. Yeah. But then with the uh, with the with the roads, oh my god! Like I just why though? Like also why? Like, that's it, the thing. We, like we talked about this with the last story or one of the last stories where it was the dude who was faking an identity so that he could hook up with all these. That's right. Yes. They, you thought he the, was a fucking mastermind. <laughs> they, yeah, and he was like a soccer player or something. Yes. And all these all these women all these women found out and then they fucked him up. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, what the fuck? Oh, people are fucked up, man. Like, and now imagine being in that courtroom where fucking hundreds of cockroaches come in out of fucking nowhere. No, I'm leaving, bro. I'm leaving. Like, I'm not leaving. I don't know if I'm going back. Like, it's snow. Well, what's your least favorite insect? How about that? Is it a cockroach or do you have something that you despise even more than a cockroach? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. That's fair. They're all weird in their own way. All of, them. all of them. I see them. They're dead. You yeah, but I mean? that's the like, thing. At least we could like step on them and kill them. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, but so, I don't want to have to because then I have to clean my sneakers. And see, I, don't, I don't. I don't like. I don't like that. And shit. my whole thing is, I hate hearing the crunch. Like I don't mind if there's no crunch. So yeah. spiders, like even centipedes, there's no crunch to it. But when you get into like cockroaches, beetles, like stuff like that, it's like oh, you feel like I, it's like stepping on a popcorn or something. Yeah, I don't enjoy it. It sucks. I killing flies is the shit. That'll that'll never get old. Oh, with the fly swatter, of course. Maybe it's the Puerto Rican in me, but like I love <laughs> smacking the shit out of flies. Like oh, you know God. what I mean? Because especially when you're like swinging wild and you actually hit it, yeah, it's yeah. like fucking. It's like fucking finally hitting a home run. You know what I'm saying? But no, with with those motherfuckers, especially when the, when <laughs> like. Especially when like you startle them, like they're a fucking Pokemon and they fucking scatter. Around. Oh man, that's the worst. No, no, that's the worst. That's when it's like, oh no, 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 no. You know what I mean? And then you have to like sometimes you have to get creative because the angles and it's like, no, just stay the fuck out of here. I'm plugging all the holes and no, nah, 
can't have that. No, to me, no. the worst insects are the ones that jump because you can't predict where they're going and then they can oh jump on God, your leg no. or something and Ooh. you're like, what the fuck? Get off me. Jumping, flying, all that shit. No, <laughs> the athletic motherfuckers are the worst. Right? <laughs> I like that. And then you're like bobbing and weaving like you're a fucking boxer. And yeah, it's like, uh, fuck. Like, and the worst is they all come out at night, obviously. So yeah, when yep, you're trying to like yep. chill outside during the summertime, it's like you can't even enjoy it. Because it's like, yep. fuck, what the hell's going on here? I'm getting like a workout. It's like I'm training for a fight. And then people would be like, oh, why don't you leave New York or in your case, Toronto? And it's like, no, because you go into other cities <laughs> oh, and even rural worse. areas, it's fucking skunks. Oh, it's yes. Shit. You got wildlife. That's worse, too. fucking show them your ass, show them their, show you their ass so then they can spray. Oh, we have a skunk problem up shit. here, man. I have like a family that comes every time I'm smoking my last joint of the day, they all come walking down on my lawn. <laughs> They don't, they don't, I literally, I'm like two feet away from the skunk. They don't do any, I guess they must know the, me that I've never been a threat. So they just walk by. It's like one big one and like four little small ones all the time. Do they really smell that bad? Well, they, and sometimes in the morning when you go out to go to work, oh my God, the whole neighborhood stinks. So, you know, one of them probably got into a fight or something happened, but <laughs> what's well, it, it, again, it's all rumors and shit. Unless you're going and attacking them, they're not going to spray you. They don't care. And, they have to feel threatened, right? And if you're just standing there and they're walking by, why would they spray you? No, they're follow, actually friendly. I, I follow Angela Hill on Instagram. Okay. Uh, yeah. MMA, MMA fighter for of people course. who don't know, who's fucking hilarious, entertaining, and also much better than her record would suggest because she's I know. more than like anyone in UFC history. Shout right? out to Angela Hill. Um, she had a skunk problem. She, t- she posted an Instagram okay. video where like, because I think she, her and her man live in like California or some sure. shit. And the skunk kept coming into like their backyard or something and okay. spraying their dog. <laughs> That's the worst. So they, there's a video on her page where they like capture the skunk with like a whole bunch of all these uh, like a big ass case so that Fuck they can keep it away from it. That's hilarious. And then they drove like mad miles away and dropped it just off. Just dropped it off. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just like slaughtering it or yeah, something. Yeah, because you feel bad because they're only defending themselves, right? Poor things. Fuck. Yeah, like I yeah, like and look, if you if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Yeah, That's I'm the same thing. And we have a huge like raccoon I'm... problem as well. We got all kinds of fucking shit going on. Oh, we, on we got here. some in my neighborhood as well. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, they actually had to change like all the garbage and make special ones so the raccoons can't get it because they were all op- they figured out how to open our garbage lids. So every garbage day all the garbages were on the floor. Now we have the whatever it's called raccoon resistant garbages. So now that's it. We're good. <laughs> Me and my boy were walking, and he lived in my neighborhood. Me and my boy were walking home one time, and yeah. I remember there was a freaking lamppost where, like, you know, a light post or whatever the fuck. I don't yeah, know yeah. what you call it. But yeah. basically, the point is that it's not that high. Yeah. And then I was looking up, and I was staring at it because I, uh-huh. I was, like, trying to figure out what I'm seeing. And yeah. he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? And he looked around, <laughs> and it was a raccoon just standing up there. Wow. Looking like it was about to jump on him. And I was just like, no, 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 no. I don't want that shit. Right, rabies, it's it's the rabies factor. That's what I'm. I don't want that fucking big ass. I don't know if it still is because back in the day, they always used to say the the rabies needle is the worst needle you could get in your life. So, yo, Ron McGill said that on Levitar show. Oh, then there you go. So maybe it is yeah. still a thing. Then it's like the worst feeling no. in the world to get he's that the, injection. He's the animal doctor. Like, oh, okay. Ron, so there Ron, you go. Ron, he said that on Levitar show, like literally last week they talked about. See, this. so perfect. Or, or, or earlier this week, where he said like. If you have rabies, it's the worst because those it just feels awful when you have to get those shots in the treatment. Like rabies treatment is the worst when you have to get it because it's going to kill you. Yeah, you know. And so look, wild animals is only a thing in Pokemon. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that shit in real life. I don't want to deal with that shit in real life. I'll get a Pikachu all day. Oh, shit. I'll get a fucking like those are the only fucking mouse I tolerate. 
oh rad- my God. eradicate whatever. Like, I don't really eradicate like that, but only in fucking Pokemon or video games, or like that's it. not not in or Yu-Gi-Oh, not in fucking real life. Nope, not an animal guy. Oh shit, that's hilarious. Well, Brian, plug your shit where people can find you. Anything you want to promote? Floor is all yours, my friend. At Brian Fonseca NY, as in New York, on Twitter, Brian with a Y, because you already know. Um, yeah, you can find me on FanDuel, Basketball News, Latino Rebels, and everywhere else that's listed on my bio, basically. <laughs> there you go. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because it helps them almost definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Anything else to add, my friend? Any, I don't want to say draft predictions. Okay, how about this? Do you think anyone's going to make a crazy trade deal during draft day? How about that? Oh, I hope so because I'm hosting a FanDuel live stream that oh, night. Oh, okay. Give me something to wild out about. We did a basketball news live stream. Sure. During the trade deadline. Right, right. And there were mad trades like that we caught. The main one was Chris Sass Porzingis. Oh, shit. That trade, because it happened like shortly before it ended. Yeah, yeah. And there's a fucking epic reaction we posted, and my face is priceless. <laughs> I actually posted a slideshow uh, on Instagram today, and that photo was in there somewhere. Gotcha. Um, it's on my story, too. Yeah, um, that. I, I hope some. I hope something happens at the trade deadline. I don't expect it, though. I, I, I don't expect it, at least not from a monumental standpoint, like Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal, Zach Levine. I think that's more of a if if any of those happen, it would be July. But I hope I'm wrong because I want to be I want to be there live for it. How about this, Ananobi and a, and a couple of draft picks for Mitchell? There's my fucking draft day trade. <laughs> Can you imagine the Raptors getting Mitchell? I think you'd be a perfect fit, honestly. I think some people would be like, oh, but him and Fred Van Fleet are short. But no, I agree. No. I think they can make that work. They didn't I think they can make it. that work. I think, I think, I think teams for uh, for Donovan Mitchell, Miami's the main one. There's like the Knicks, <clears throat> they're saying that the Knicks could do it. I don't think the Knicks should because they're not ready yeah. for a win now move like that. Because why, why? They're not going to win anything. Sure. So I think it should, it should be, it should be, it should be Donovan Mitchell going to someone like Miami where he's a missing piece. Toronto, he makes sense. Um, other than that, I'm not too sure, though, if I'm being honest. Well, at least it'll be a good season because this is the longest rest period you're going to have in how many years since the pandemic started. So I can't wait for the season. We'll have you back September, October. We'll discuss predictions and whatnot and any trades during the regular, I mean, the off season and all that fun stuff. But on that note, he's Brian. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs>